Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is our week five preview. I'm Liam, your host, and the main man is back. We are joined with Patrick. Patrick, mate, how you doing? Yeah, good. How are you? Uh, well, I'm better that I didn't stay up last night to watch that tragic game, but we will uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about uh, this absolute stud. That's real Thursday night football. That don't yeah, be wasting I... me any Chiefs charges. <laughs> <laughs> and I may or may have not bet on over 36 points in that game. So um, more <laughs> it's fool still me. been in now. Yeah, no more for me. But um, first of all, congratulations in order because the Eagles are the best team in football. That's the only big news, right? Hey. <laughs> right, uh... <laughs> I keep seeing them at the top of the power rankings for everyone, and it makes me a little bit scared. I know, I know. I was thinking every podcast I listen to that bang on about them, I'm like, oh, if Patrick's listened to this, he's going to be <laughs> buzzing in his element. But um, also, for anyone that doesn't know, you got engaged on holiday last week, so uh, congrats on the pod. But we said it off air, but congrats mm-hmm. on the pod. Um, what's going to be more important, the engagement or an Eagles Super Bowl win over the Chiefs this year? <laughs> oh, I mean, that's a, it's a big question, that. I mean, Beth doesn't listen to the podcast, so, you know, I can go Eagles for now. Can't I? <laughs> I like it, I like it. Um, well, when you were off, uh, Callum from Full 10 Yards stood in in your absence. We managed to go 11-11 uh, and 11 last week, both of us, out of um, 16, which is pretty impressive. Bear in mind, we got Thursday Night Football wrong. So, um, the scores on the doors for the season are 31 points for me and 29 points for you. So, uh all to play for in a in a very big week five. Let's chat about um, the first game then from last night. We both picked Colts. Um, I'm glad we both picked Colts, but the game in general, twelve to nine, <laughs> the Colts beat the Broncos. Uh, Russell Wilson threw two interceptions. Matt Ryan threw two interceptions. There was many sacks. I think there was a fumble as well. Um, lots of fifty yard field goals, and we got treated to some overtime. So. I guess my first question is, is that the worst modern era game that you've ever watched? <laughs> yeah, you know, I was thinking earlier, like, back of kind of bad, real bad games of the last, like, kind of 10, 15 years. And I can't remember anything, what I'd say, in prime time that was as bad as that. Because it was 12 to 9, but it was worse than that. It was worse than the scoreline. It was absolutely... I mean, so I've just come back from holiday and I was actually watching I mean, how rare is it that I'm awake at 3am watching it live? I was actually watching this and felt like turning it off, even though we had absolutely nothing else to do. I was like, my God, what an abomination this is. When you look, they've got like a combined almost 700 yards of offence. I can't remember them gaining 10 yards between them. It was so, so bad. And just you see what Brady said actually in his uh, press conference the other day he said there's been a lot of bad football around. Yeah, he's not well, wrong. Mate, there was some bad football last night. That was <laughs> some of the worst third down efficiency I've ever seen as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We'll talk about the individual performance in a minute. But I could not believe when I looked at the uh, I didn't t- do any player prop bets in this game at all. But I was when when I saw the score before I watched the highlight because I was never going to watch this game. So I, I looked at the score and then watched like the ten minute highlights basically because I can't I couldn't be bothered to watch it in full, and I saw that Matt Ryan had like I think it was two hundred and fifty three yards or something like that, and Russell Wilson had two seventy and I was like how have they got that much yardage which is pretty relatively good for a bad game, and the score's twelve nine and then I watched the highlights and was like oh this is exactly how <laughs> that some of the interceptions, especially the one I don't know if you've seen oh you would have seen it but you know the one with Russell Wilson did not even look down the field and like he just threw it to the left of the field to KJ Hamler and there was um I don't know if it's a safety or a corner it was just stood there waiting and the ball just landed right in the bread It's absolutely awful it's like a a really small punt when they're <laughs> in field goal range do you know what I mean it's just oh I don't know I mean Wilson I mean you yeah. could do a whole pod just on Russell Wilson and Seahawks trading him and him getting the big contract this summer because things are not looking good are they? Is that one of the worst trades we've seen for a quarterback? So I know it's very early, but you have to obviously look at the, just the sheer amount they paid in terms of um, draft, draft like compensation. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then also Shelby Harris has played really well for the Seahawks this year. Drew Locks obviously just throwing, but Shelby Harris has played really well for the Seahawks. And then they paid him that massive contract with loads of cash up front. And I was looking at. I think if they wanted to cut him next off season, it was a hundred and ten million dollar dead cap hit, and then the year after it's ninety one or eight no eighty six, sorry, and then seventy one the year after that. And I'm there just like, he is their quarterback for the next two seasons after this, no doubt. They've got hardly any draft capital left, and I honestly think, 
I know we said he played bad last year, so it's not a massive surprise to us. But I honestly think for how he good he was, it's one of the biggest drop-offs I think I've probably seen. I think maybe Carson Wentz from that kind of MVP-ish 10-game spell he had then the year after he just looked awful. It was a little bit similar, but I just couldn't believe how bad he's looked in all the games. But I think last night kind of summed it up, I think, for us. Did sum it up, because at the end, in overtime as well, he missed. He was a nice, quiet yeah, play design as well. Hamler got open on the pick play, and he's just right there. It's just a pitch and catch, isn't it? And he just didn't even look. And then, yeah. And then he started smashing his helmet on the floor. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw Hamlin doing that. There's going to be some, yeah, interesting uh, 10 days now for, for Denver, certainly. Yeah, I've sent some uh, funny group in my group chats today. Some funny Russ memes are coming out about. Uh, did you see in the press conference, by the way, that as he's walking off, he's like, just went <laughs> Broncos country. He walked away, took three steps on the mic and went, that's right. <laughs> and I was like, this guy, man. Hey, he's the worst guy. I don't know what's wrong. That sandwich advert wor- as well. Oh, yeah, the danger witch. <laughs> I think that he is the most strange, like, not for, like, actual bad things. Obviously, there's more strange athletes in the world. But in terms of, like, trying to make a persona for yourself that I don't think is actually him, he has just got such a strange personality. I do not understand it at all. And, uh I think some of the players were probably wearing thin on them a little bit yesterday. Um, so, yeah, not good. Colts obviously win. They go to 2-2-1, two, two and one, which is miraculous. Uh, the Jags have got a relatively hard schedule in the middle where they play. Um, obviously, they've got the Chiefs, uh, and I can't remember if it's the Raiders as well, pretty close together. A team as bad as the Colts because of this win have now got a chance to like slowly creep up in this weird AFC South. But I kind of was just watching the highlights this morning being like, how the hell did my team lose to this team? <laughs> did not I? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's, big, that's actually the biggest joke, it is. isn't it, really? Yeah. It is crazy. Because Matt, Matt Ryan looked pretty bad as well, but obviously the trade is just nowhere near as bad when you only trade what they traded for Matt Ryan versus what the Broncos traded. But um, we'll see. Um, kind of bigger picture. Do you think anything positive for the rest of the season is going to happen with either of these teams? And if not, I think... Broncos will probably have to get another head coach in, won't they? Just because they have to keep Russ. So you're just going to have to try something new, aren't you? Eventually. There's absolutely no way that they challenge in the West. Is there? You know, the defence, you know, they've only given up 80 points in five games. So you could say that's 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 pretty good, really. But it's yeah, it is. there's no way that that offence is going to snap and click into gear and... Wilson's going to start throwing over the middle like he's not done his whole career. So, for me, yeah, Hackett is he's not looking good there, is it, for him? No. Even though I think it's more on Russ. Oh, absolutely. Think, yeah, for the offence. Especially last night. I know there's some bad game decisions. They took an awful time out last night as well when you just sat there like, what's going on? And they kept panning to the booth as well. And that guy they've hired to like help make decisions after the, how bad the first few weeks left, he's just sat in the booth shaking his head, being like, what am I doing? So they're clearly not listening to the decisions that he wants to run. And I'm like, this is a disaster. And I have to appreciate that Amazon um, basically apparently spent half the broadcast just talking about Peyton Manning to try and make this game relevant because obviously he used to play for both of these two teams. And I was just thinking, like, Al Michaels going from Sunday nights to Thursday nights you can just tell he's already over it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> At one point, have you seen the clip where he says, oh, you know those games that are so bad that they're good? It's, this is one of those. And <laughs> Kurt Heimstreet just goes, no, it's not. <laughs> he's used to some more bad football with the old... Uh, yeah, exactly. Terms, he's not bothered. He's seen some <laughs> mad stuff. He's seen like 65 to zero every week. So he's... Yeah, he's true. Okay. Yeah, and I think next week they've got Bears Commanders, haven't they? So That should good. be a little bit better. On paper, it's worse, but I think in practice, it'll actually be better, Um, especially when Sam House starts. Uh, (laughs) um, And then I think next Monday, isn't it, Chargers Broncos as well. (laughs) So we're we're kind of going to have to put up with more Russ in prime time next week. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then they're coming to London quite soon after as well. I know, I know. Jags fans, which there are many in London, will actually have a chance to see their team win a game that if you probably asked them six weeks ago, they'd think was impossible, but... They'll be favourites for that game, I'd imagine, when we come to do the preview. We'll see. Yeah, sure. They're definitely going to be favourites, aren't they? Um, cool. Let's move on from that abomination and talk about some hopefully good football. We start in London. Um, Giants at Packers. But really, it's not, is it? It's Giants at Spurs. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I read the injury list out to you. The Giants are missing loads of players, all the receivers. Daniel Jones apparently is going to play. So 
that's positive because I, I did not want to see the first ever game of two teams with a winning record be quarterbacked by Davis Webb. I think nobody deserves that. So we're going to go with Daniel Jones. The line is Packers minus 8.5. Um, what are your thoughts on, on this one? And obviously after watching the first London game, do you reckon the atmosphere will be crazy there with all the cheeseheads? Yeah, well, I would imagine so. Yeah, it's probably going to be the kind of the most unique one. Certainly that we've had in London for a while. Um, it doesn't feel like it's two, three and one teams with that big injury list for the for the Giants, which is quite a shame, really, isn't it? But I'm glad that Daniel Jones is going to play. No one wants kind of the backups in London, do they, or anything like that? So, but I can't see anything past. Uh, substantial Packers victory. I think it's going to be a really, really partisan crowd as well for the Packers. Yeah, they've already said that. I think going around London at the moment is just nuts, isn't it, with the amount of Packers fans? It's obviously the first time they've ever been over, so I think the atmosphere is going to be great. There's going to be loads of Giants fans, maybe not as many at the game, but in and around the stadium as well. So I think in terms of atmosphere, it's probably going to be one of the best games, isn't it, to actually be in, in London for. I know a lot of people saying it's the biggest game ever as well because it's two winning teams Two big teams, first time Packers been over. I'm not quite sure it's the biggest game ever. It's because of how bad the Giants, I think, potentially could be. But um, definitely going to be a fun game. In terms of the spread, obviously Packers looked pretty poor last week against a bad QB. For some reason, the defence that me and you loved really hasn't showed up to the level it should be. Um, but the Giants haven't got any weapons. They're just going to run the ball a lot. Packers can't defend the run. I don't really know how this game's going to look, to be honest. But I think it's either going to go one way, like an ugly close one, or just a really early blowout. I think there's no other way this game's going to go. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, I, I really hope for anything that it's a... I, I would take an ugly but close game that comes down to, you know, the final five minutes. But and now for me, I think the run game of the Packers is looking, is looking pretty good. You know, they're probably going to carry the ball, you know, again... 30-something times between Jones and Dillon. I think that just controls the game, controls the clock. I think Rodgers will pick them up. I'm going to go Packers on the spread. I kind of like them to win by maybe 10 or 14. Mm, do you think that offence can generate that much points at the moment? Like, I guess Dobbs has looked pretty good, hasn't he? And obviously Aaron Jones is, and Dillon are still there. But Yeah, Lazard was OK, wasn't he, as well, last week? Yeah, he was. Patriots. But yeah, I'm just not sure that the uh, Giants can stay mistake-free for a full game to hang in there. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the, to be honest, if the, even if the Giants lose this game, they're going to be sat at three and two after week five, and they will be very, very pleased with that. Yeah, and, I, and it's not just the wide receivers either in terms of this week. I read, I think I was listening to yesterday, actually, that they've only got four of the healthy corners left. And I just, I do think that it sounds like it's just an awful, awful timing for the Giants. I think we're going to see loads of Saquon Barkley carries, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, and the fans will love that, right? Because he's probably the most popular Giants player that, for all the fans that are going to go to that game. So um, we'll see. I, I'm going to watch it, but we'll see how good it is. It's the same time as Leeds, so it might be on an iPad rather than the big screen. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how the game starts. But in terms of the spread, I'm going to pick Giants plus 8.5. Oh, are I, you? Which I do already regret. Um but I assume you're going Packers minus eight and a half. Then. I am going Packers. Yeah. I'm probably going to regret this, but why not start life a bit risky today? Uh, next game, then, we have the AFC East Bowl. Dolphins at Jets. Dolphins are favoured on the road by three and a half points. Um, there's loads and loads of games this week with a hook, and this is obviously another one where we don't quite get the three. Teddy Bridgewater going to be the quarterback for this one. Um, confirmed, I guess. What's your 30-second quick take on the... Uh, to a situation and do you think Teddy makes them much worse yeah I think Teddy might make them quite a quite a bit worse depending on his timing I guess with Tyreek and Waddle but yeah it's not a good I think there's well I mean it's been quite quiet actually to be honest I was going to say that I'd expect a lot to come out about an investigation about what's happened with Chewer and should he have been on the field which is definitely I think we can all see that he should have never have played that game anyway. So just just hoping he's going to kind of be all right for the rest of the season. But something tells me it could be kind of worse than it looks, really. And there's going to be some form of investigation. Bad for him. It looked looked awful at the time, didn't it? So Yeah, it did. It looked really bad at the time. Especially, it doesn't matter when it is, but in prime time, you've got even more eyes on it, which kind of felt sorry for him and his family because 
there's just no getting away from that. Even if you're fine in three weeks, it's still going to live with you in some way. Even if it's not you, it's your mum or your dad or whoever in your family. So not great. But um, yeah, Teddy's going to run the team. Um, I don't personally think it makes a massive difference. Uh, he's not as mobile, but they also run him a lot more on sneaks um, because he's a backup and he's obviously a bigger player. So it wouldn't surprise me if the run game is just as good. I think the pass game might take a little bit of a step back. Uh, the O-line might be better because obviously you've got a better player now protecting the blind side. Now that's flipped over to left tackle. So I think there's some pros and, and cons. Um, Jets' defense is a lot better on paper. Source has been really, really good. Zach Wilson looked okay last week. But I still probably think that the Dolphins are a better football team with Teddy than what the Jets are with Zach Wilson. Yeah, I, I would probably uh, agree with you there. The Jets, you know, they look pretty frisky, two and two. It was a good win last week against Pittsburgh, even though I know that they had the abominations at quarterback, didn't they? But um, no, I'm going to go the Jets on the spread. I'm going the Ooh. Jets. I do like Sauce Gardner. He's looked great so far. I'm interested to see who he matches up with this week. Yeah. Seen, there's a there's a Twitter profile that's kind of that's called Lost in the Source and it's gets updated <laughs> each week whether we we shut down. And I'm not sure if it's going to be Tyreek this week. I'm not sure he's going to shut Tyreek down, but we'll see. I'm going to go Jets on the spread. I do like him. You might be able to shut Waddle down. Might be. Yeah, Waddle. That would be an interesting matchup. It depends if they play zone or man. They're so quick, aren't they? And obviously, Source yeah. is quick, but he's obviously really big as well. Physical receiver, as those two are obviously so small. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think there could be a lot of points in this game. I think the Dolphins' defense is good, but they do blitz a lot. And obviously, if you get a couple of blitzes wrong and the Jets pick it up, there could be some big plays. Um, and a shout out to Elijah Vera Tucker as well. He played left tackle or right tackle, can't remember which one, last week. And all of his grading is incredible. And obviously, he is a guard. I know people thought he could be a tackle coming out, but. He is a guard. And for them, they've lost three tackles to IR this year, the Jets. <laughs> and then Vera Tucker can just come in and start and just not give up a single pressure. And I just think that's incredible. I think that's a really good draft selection, even though at the time it looked a bit weird because they already uh, they already drafted loads of offensive linemen in the years before. But I think he's been a good pick for them, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, next game then, biggest spread of the week. Actually, biggest spread of the season. Um, usually I feel like we see more of these mate, massive spreads, but I think offense have been a bit stagnant this year, so maybe not as many. But Steelers at Bills. Uh, Bills are favoured by 14.5. It was 14. It's now 14.5 where we get the line, so I have to go with 14.5. Kenny Pickett going to start, your man Kenny. Uh, no balls hit the floor last week. Uh, interceptions, <laughs> and, interceptions and receptions only. Um, a couple of sneaks as well, so he's dual threat. Um, dual threat quarterback versus dual threat here with Josh Allen. Uh, is this spread just too big for you, or are you going to go with the Bills? Obviously, they tend to either lose the Bills before last week, or they absolutely have a team. So there's never really a an in between. But the Steelers haven't been this match of an underdog since 1961. I mean, so that's crazy. The big spread. It is a big spread, and the offense is not good. <laughs> <laughs> is it at all? Um, if the, I'd be confident if I thought the Bills could march down on the first drive and get a touchdown. It's a big spread. <clears throat> as far as the spread goes, I think you're going to have to give me the Steelers. I can't yeah. go more than two touchdowns, but then I may <laughs> regret this after 15 minutes of football <laughs> on Sunday. I hope Pickett can kind of come in and... <laughs> I mean, what what can you say about 13 attempts and three interceptions last week? I don't know. It's... And Najee Harris as well. He's... He had one good run last week, but he had to beat about five tackles in the backfield, it felt like, just to get a good run. Just, just the to offensive get line. the line of scrimmage. It's... <laughs> not good, is it? Yeah, it's not. They've got to fire Matt Canada as soon as they can, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, George Pickens had a tiny breakout game, didn't he? He went over 100 yards last week. But Now, you're going to have to give him the Steelers on the spread because it's too big, but I would not be surprised if on Monday morning we glazed over this game and it was 42-14 or something like that. Yeah, the points total is 44, which is quite a lot. But if you've got 14 points spread, they're anticipating the Bills are going to score probably 30 on their own, aren't they? You would yeah. think. So... Um, yeah, I'm with the Steelers as well. If TJ Watt was playing and this was the spread, I'd feel really confident, like, not maybe really confident to the stretch, but I'd feel <laughs> re relatively confident. Um, but they've only got three sacks in the last three games since he's been injured. So the defense is definitely not rushing the pass anywhere near as well. But 
uh, in the secondary, they've played relatively well. So I think you're right. If the Bills have to like have a holding call on the first drive and they punt, second drive, they score a field goal, you'll be feeling pretty nice about plus 14 and a half at that point, just because the sheer amount of drives they'll be in the game. Because the Steelers run the ball, the clock's going to tick down, isn't it? And Josh Atlan runs the ball so much that the, the clock will tick down from that point of view. But if they come out and they score two touchdowns the first two drives, then we may as well not look at this game, I don't think, for the rest. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, next game then I found this one of the more I thought it was an okay spread but everyone I spoke to says that the spread's a bit weird so Chargers at Browns Browns obviously the home team Chargers are favoured on the road by one and a half um, they've got loads of injuries the Browns have started probably better than people think with the quarterback stuff going on um, but Chargers are still favoured on the road does that surprise you against the Browns? It doesn't surprise me if Herbert's going to be there it doesn't surprise me I mean the Browns got beat well, the Falcons last week with Mariota's stat line being <laughs> 7 of 19 for 139 yards. And, you know, the Falcons still won. So, it's for me, that's not an unfair. I think if there was uh, a lesser injury list for the Chargers, you could probably go up to three, four and a half. But, no, I'm, I'm going to go straight off the bat. I don't like the look of um, Cleveland, to be honest. I don't think they can kind of push the ball with obviously you know we know that Brissett's a game manager and they've got the great run game but yeah I don't know mate there's just something they just can't push the ball anywhere when in situations where they need to we'll have to Amari Cooper as well last week was AJ Terrell though looks good yeah AJ Terrell did a, a job on him but you know you'd expect more wouldn't you yeah you would especially when especially when um you're playing a team like that where, yes, there's AJ Terrell, but if they play any sort of zone coverage, the rest of the defence is pretty poor, isn't it? And he didn't really take advantage of anything. By but to be fair, David Njoku's been their best receiver. Or Kareem Hunt, arguably, haven't they? Yeah, is, yeah, for sure. Which is a bit of a worry for them. But, um, yeah, I'm with you on Chargers minus 1.5. We don't do best bets, but I feel like this is one of the best bets of the, of the week for me. I just think with Herbert playing, he's obviously not 100% healthy, but... He wasn't even on the injury report, I don't think, yesterday. So um, he, he's obviously near enough for them to, to warrant taking him off that. So, yeah, I think he looked good. Jamari Selyu started at left tackle last week for the first time. Um, looked really good. Looked much better than Storm Norton, <laughs> which doesn't say a lot. But um, at least that helps a little bit with that really bad injury to Slater, which just sucks for the Chargers. But, um, yeah, I think the offensive line's not as bad as it would have been if he'd have played. But uh, I think Miles Garrett's back this week after that crazy car crash so I imagine he's probably going to get some sacks on Herbert right with this offensive line you think yeah yeah definitely oh, it's real shame I feel like obviously we're still early in the season but it already kind of feels like what could have been maybe for the Chargers just with that injury list but you know that's why we did say in our preview our big thing for the Chargers was going to be kind of keeping the injury report down and it's not happened does it no no, the, all the things we said that could go wrong, and no offence to them, because I know Cleo Mack's still healthy, but we were pointing out players like JC Jackson's always injured before last year. Um, and Bosa, we said, was always injured, and then Derwin and Mackerel was injured, and two of them have got injured immediately. <laughs> and I just think it's real. it does suck, especially for Chargers fans um, and for the media as well, because they seem to love the Chargers, with a little, little, little dig there at the media. But um, I just think that it is a shame that we don't get to see these them fully healthy um but when you sign players that have injury records it's very difficult isn't it to, for that not to happen season in season out with, yeah, with the way the exactly, sport is. yeah but yeah shout out to um brown's defense as well a bit of a worry they are 30 30th in the league in dvoa for defense so they are the third worst uh defense in the league and on paper they are a top five or six units their nose tackles are pretty bad but aside from that yeah, yeah, they we are during the summer, didn't yeah, they? Did. Especially that secondary, and there's blown coverage at least twice a game at the moment. I know Josh, who's been on this podcast, he's a Browns fan, listen to his Browns podcast, and a lot of people blame the DC, and just with the level of talent you've got, if this keeps happening, then the DC probably is somewhere to blame in that. So we'll see if they make a change. But yeah, I'll go Chargers. I think this could be a relatively fun game if Chubb and Hunt can run the ball a lot. Nick Chubb's winning people a lot of weeks in fantasy, I think, isn't he? With all these running backs that keep getting injured. I know your team no running back in fantasy, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've uh, not got Nick Chubb on any team at all. Uh, I've got Kareem Hunt in a team, and week one I did not start him, and he's got two touchdowns. Week two I started him, 
Chubb scored two touchdowns. So that's how my fantasy season's going. I've also bet on the wrong one each week to score a touchdown, pretty much. So it's not good. I'm, I'm staying away from the Browns. Um, next game, then, we have the dreaded hook in this game. So it's Texans at Jags. Jags are fate. This is miraculous for this Jags team. They are favoured by seven and a half points. And I know they were favoured the other week, and it was the first time in like three seasons they were favoured on the road or something. But um, they have been favoured four times in the last five seasons, and three of them were to, te- to the Texans. Um, and they're favoured again. And it's over a touchdown, mate, which is a lot. But I think the Texans have been like one of the worst teams in football this year. It is. It's a lot. I mean, you can't really take anything away from last week's game for the Jags. Obviously, the weather was just so bad. The rain was just awful. And then they came up against the greatest second quarter team in the history, it seems. The Eagles. They can only <laughs> score in the second quarter. Yeah, can't score in the second half, can you? No, can't score in the second half, mate. But if if you can't hold on in the second quarter, then the Eagles seem to be able to finish you in that time. But <laughs> the Texans, mate, are not good. They are kind of frisky last week against the Chargers, but never really in it, were they? They were done for half-time, no. so... Davis I think that, Mills, it's... What do you think to Davis Mills this season? Yeah, it's, I, he looks worse to me. Do you think he, I think he looks worse than last year to does, me. He does look worse, yeah. Brandon Cooks is not getting anywhere near the receptions as well, and I just think... Very strange, isn't it, to sign him, not really feature him. They run the ball a lot, and obviously they ran the ball a lot with Burkhead as well. Not necessarily last week, but the three weeks before that. So I think he looks a lot worse, and the offensive line is quite good. Like Kenyon Green looks really good, and he just looks bad. And I know he was probably a bit overhyped last year, but I am surprised about how poor he's looked. So I'm not really a believer. Their defense is relatively okay, but every time you watch them, they struggle to move the ball unless they get like a massive run like they did last week against the Chargers, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Damian Pierce, he got a lot of touches last week. I think he got 20 touches overall. But Yeah, he did. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do on this one because that half a point is really tricky. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to trust the Jags. They are much, much better this season. So I'm going to trust Trevor Lawrence to have a better game this week. And man, I'm not sure where the Texans' win's coming from at the moment. But no. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure Lovey Smith will be happy, but the, I think the GMs might be happy to get another high draft pick coming into a QB heavy season, yeah. draft season. And they'll sneakily be happy, I think, that um, Mills has looked so bad because it makes their life easier, doesn't it? For the season, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you, no if they, yeah, if they'd have won like five games this year, maybe fourth pick in the draft, there'll be one QB there. And he actually plays quite well with these receivers. They'd be like, "Oh no, we've got we've only got pick four. We're going to miss out on QB one and two. Do we just wait another year?" Whereas now it feels like they're going to be a top three pick, almost guaranteed at this point. So yeah, for sure, I'd be shocked if they're not top three from here. Aren't they the only? They're the only winless team left, right? Aren't they? Yes, I can't think of anyone else because the Raiders got on the board last week, didn't they? So. Yeah, they've got a little run in November as well of Dolphins, Browns, Cowboys, Chiefs, Titans, Jags, Colts. I know the Colts aren't very good. That could be a winnable last game, but they need to get a win soon against teams like the Commanders and Giants or else this could be a really, really like historically bad season for them. And they might have to go one and done again with the coach. That's the worry. Yeah, well, I mean, Lovey Smith, another incredibly strange hire like Cullen last season, so... Yeah. Feel like they're treading water until they get this QB now. Who's the ex QB they want as their coach that they keep turning down because he's too inexperienced? Is it not Colt? McCoy? No, it's not Colt McCoy. It's um. Oh. Oh, oh he, he was the backup for the Eagles. Is it Josh? What's his name? It's definitely Josh. Um. I've forgotten his name now. It'll come. It'll come back. Josh McCow. Uh, Josh McCow, and there we go. Of course, yeah. He's involved in the... He's named in the lawsuit, isn't he, by Brian Flores, by that hiring. Yeah, but, um, he is. It feels like he's just waiting in the wings for them. They've wanted him for two years, allegedly. So, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I'm with you on Jags minus seven and a half. I hate that point five, but I think Trevor Lawrence should bounce back. Um, what do you think about his turnovers last week? Is that all just on the rain? Because it didn't look great, did it? It didn't look great, no. Uh, at times, the Eagles also looked looked really bad. I'm I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt. He does look better overall this season. He's he, he's not as 
he's not been as good as I was hoping he was going to be yet out of college, but there has been flashes this season. So, I mean, the destruction of the Chargers, that was, yeah, was great. Yeah, he was, he was magnificent. That's what he can do. So, yeah, hopefully for more of that. they got a really, really nice run now. The Jags, they've got Texans, Colts, Giants, and then Broncos in London. They could be a, sat a really nice record. They, they should be sat a really nice record, I should say. Yeah, they should, especially getting that extra win almost, it feels like, against the Chargers, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And then they've got the Raiders after that. Like, yeah. I know they've got some good players on paper, but... Not the not the worst team to play, is it? Um, especially, at, I think especially at home. Um, we'll see. They probably beat the Chiefs as well, just because the AFC South seems to always bloody beat the Chiefs. We'll yes, see. Uh, next game, then we got another hook. Put these next to each other in the in the rundown. So Bears at Vikings. Vikings are favoured by seven and a half. This was seven. We got another game later with a hook that was also seven. I managed to bet both of them at seven, but it's now drifted out to to seven and a half. Um, the Bears did throw the ball. I'm trying to look for any sort of positives here the Bears did throw the ball a little bit more last week with Justin Fields um still did not look great the offensive line did not look great at all um the Vikings looked okay in the second half in London obviously Justin Jefferson was nice to see him bounce back Kirk Cousins threw a don't know if you saw it because obviously you're on holiday but Kirk Cousins threw a woeful interception in the first half that had the whole crowd like go ugh like live on tv and I just felt like oh no as a Kirk stan I was like, this is what everyone says about Kirk, and then Twitter just went absolutely nuts. But they still managed to to win the game somehow. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Obviously, you do get the hook, but the Bears do look as bad as we thought they were going to on offense. No, oh, mate. Uh, as far as our predictions go, you're going to have to give me the Vikings. I mean, I think he's has he got 35 completions through four weeks. Fields. I mean, that he, is. Yeah, and he's got four past the sticks. He's, he's, oh my God, is that the start? These are historically bad numbers, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you can't go with that. We expected them to be bad, didn't they? And, you know, they had the, I mean, they sat two and two. They had the fun win over the 49ers, didn't they, to start the season? But it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's crazy, mate. It's the what is what kind of our fears for Justin Fields are coming true, aren't they, this season? And yeah. I think you can only have so many 11 for 28 days before people <laughs> and the media especially is going to say, actually, you know, is this on you now and not kind of any OC or play calling or your weapons? It's, yeah, I feel like it's going to turn on Fields a little bit. So, yes, it's quite is sad, it- really. It is. Isn't it crazy they've got two wins, though? Yeah, he's absolutely, he's absolutely mental. <laughs> which yeah. doesn't help the... If you're a GM, at least. It doesn't help... If Fields isn't your guy and you're the GM, those two wins aren't going to help when you've got teams like the Texans with zero wins already. I know that there's ages left to go in the season. And there's other teams like the Falcons that people thought would lose loads that have won a game. Commanders obviously won in week one, even though they're not great. Um, I guess Carolina are the other issue, but... Um, yeah, two wins, they'll be like, oh, damn it, we could have done with not winning them for the for the QB, but I'm not sure. We said all off-season, didn't we, that it doesn't seem like they believe in him because the off-season just dictated it. They had all defence, nothing on offence, no offensive lines, he's going to get smashed every week, no receivers for him to throw to, for him to develop chemistry with, and all the signs pointed to him not being the guy, and I like him, but he's also not playing well in the moments that he does get a bit of time where he does get an open receiver, which aren't many, but he's not playing well. So I think this is only going to strengthen their decision to draft a QB, I think. Yeah, and if they kind of... Well, it's possible for them to land... 43 and a half is the under-over in this game, by the way. I don't know what you do with that when you've got Justin Jefferson on one side, but you've got the Bears and Kirk Cousins as well. <laughs> I mean, Bears have been OK on defence, haven't they? I'd probably yeah. go under on that, but for our thing, we've got to... I'm going... Gotta go Vikings on that spread. Yeah, same, same. It's a nice little run for in the schedule for the Vikings at the moment. Catching the Saints last week as well with all those all those injuries. Um next game then, Lions at Pats. This did surprise me, this spread. Bearing in mind Bailey Zappi, I'm pretty sure will start. I might be wrong, but I think he'll start. Pats are favoured at home by four and a half against the Lions, who are the second highest scoring team. I think actually maybe the highest now in the NFL. And they are four and a half points underdogs. Is this a just pure Bill Belichick spread here? 
for the bookies. It's got to be Bill Bell. This is historic Bill Belichick versus the Detroit Lions spread. Man, I'm going to go off the bat straight away. Give, you, give me the Lions. They're going to score points. <laughs> they can move the ball. Can't. I mean, last week, what was wrong with TJ Hawkinson? He got like 180 yards. <laughs> well, he had no one else to throw to, did he, old Jared? Jared Goff was number one or number two QB in fantasy last week. He isn't. Yeah, he's he leading does. the league in passing. Yeah, he's, he's balling, isn't he? Yeah, they've yeah. got the system going. It's yeah, he's Dan Campbell yeah. loves himself some Jared Goff now. I tell you, he does. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure that's a great thing for the future, you know. <laughs> but right, right now, you you're putting up points. You you're winning the game, aren't you? I mean, they should have beat Seattle last week, shouldn't they? To be fair, but yeah, they should have. Their yeah. records, their records, like worse than you think. Not just now, but everyone loves Dan Campbell, and obviously they cover the spread all the time. But their record in the last like fifteen games is absolutely woeful. <laughs> it is. But yeah. everyone seems to love them, and even I like them. I think the offense is way better than I thought it was ever going to be. But you look at the record, and you're like, okay, still only ever won like three games ever. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to turn that around at some point. Yeah. But but for this week, I think they're going to move the ball on the Patriots. And like you said, I mean, if you've got um, Bailey Zappi at QB, I know he did okay, didn't he, last week? Came in against the Packers and. And I went toe-to-toe and then lost it in overtime. But, nah, you got to give me Detroit, I think, in this game. I'd like to see Detroit win this game, actually. Yeah, same. Yeah, I'm on the Lions as well. They just scored too many points to play. Uh, even if Mac Jones was in and the line was four and a half, I would pick it. And I think with Zappi, I was like, OK, wait, the Lions are going to be favoured, right, by like a point. And I looked and was like, they're underdogs by four and a half against Bailey Zappi. I think that is a... That is a bad line for me. So, yeah, I'm going to go the Lions. Um, we'll see who's back. I don't think Swift's going to be back this week, is he? But there's a chance that Amon Ra could be back at least and maybe DJ Chark. But um, Jared Goff's a baller. He doesn't need any receivers. He's like the opposite of Justin Fields. He can throw it to anyone. Give him like Just Craig Reynolds. the ball around. That's it. Yeah, Craig Reynolds out the backfield on third down. Jared Goff says, OK, let's do it. So, yeah, the Lions QB1 for the future is here. His name is uh, Jared Goff. Uh, Seahawks at Saints then the team that managed to beat the Lions last week Saints are favoured at home this is a big spread six and a half points and I don't maybe you know this but is, is, is Winston practiced this week I don't think he has you know, uh, I, know I know Michael Thomas hasn't practiced yeah either. I saw yes I saw yesterday actually I don't think he had so if you go Dalton then with no Michael Thomas how and Alvin Kamara as well also injured how is this line Saints minus six and a half? Or, or, or am I being too kind to the Seahawks? No, you're not being too kind at all. I, mean, <laughs> uh, I just don't know how that would even be a thing, to be honest. <laughs> without Jameis Winston, without Michael Thomas, yeah. Winston was absent yesterday, so I'm not sure about what that's going to be meaning for today and the weekend. But, I mean, it's not looking good, is it? No. I mean, they weren't great here. Well, wasn't a great. Uh, no, everyone enjoyed the double doink and the <laughs> late field goals last week in London, but they didn't look great, did they at all? But, no, they didn't. Look good. Their defense three, looked good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sat one and three. I think we expect a little bit better than that, but yeah, we did. Yeah. We both put them in the playoffs, didn't we? I think. I, th- I think we might have done. We'd have to check the uh, <laughs> check the history for that, but yeah, I think it's going to yeah. happen, mate. You're going to have to give it to Seahawks. I don't think they'll quite uh, put up the yardage that they did last week. <laughs> but, you know, Geno Smith, he's playing better than Russ at the moment. He is. He's on, like, 77% completion rate for the season. Yeah, it's mad. And, I mean, he's not just uh, checking down to the running backs, is he? I mean, I know his depth of throw is not going to be top five in the NFL. But, you know, he's what he's doing is incredibly competent at NFL level for kind of a lower level team isn't it you are not really expected to make the playoffs this season but you know sat at two and two with a nice game here really uh, up against probably Andy Dalton they'd be looking to win that and sit at <laughs> three and two after five weeks and uh, with, the, with the Rams and Cardinals look, not looking great as well um they'll be loving that when they if Pete Carroll gets this team as a seven seed the world's just a crazy place. I know he does it very often with with worst, I guess, worst defenses maybe. But yeah, that would be uh, pretty crazy. I'm with you on Seahawks plus six and a half. Um, Gino's playing well. He is definitely. I never thought I'd say this two years ago, but he's definitely better than Andy Dalton for me. Uh, obviously, the weapons make a difference as well. You can have Lockett, Metcalf. You can have Walker and Penny as well. And for me, they're just far superior than what the Saints are going to put out if. Thomas and Kamara are, are both injured. If Kamara and, or Thomas plays, then 
bit of a different story because Olave's looked great. Did look good in London as well, didn't he? Last week, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he looks good, Olave. One of the one of the best standout offensive players in this so far. The Rockies. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And they're doing this without Jamal Adams as well on defense, Seahawks. So, um, yeah, quite impressive. I think this game will go. I don't know what the, the total is. I haven't checked the points for this one, but. I think this is going to go under. I think the price might be inflated because of how many points the Seahawks scored, but the Lions just seem to give away a touchdown every three minutes in the NFL games at the moment. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll go Seahawks plus six and a half as well. Uh, next game is the second biggest spread of the week. I think second of the season as well. Falcons at Bucks. Tom Brady um, is a bachelor. Unlike you, mate, he's not engaged or married now. So, um, Bucks are f- favoured by ten and a half points which is a big spread. Kyle Pitts is actually out for this game. It just got announced about 20 minutes ago when we were recording. Um, so no Kyle Pitts. It's just going to be the Drake London Mario show. Um, they're probably going to run the ball a thousand times. I think Cordell Patterson's missing as well. He's on IR. Um, so for me, I'll just kick it off and just say I have to go Bucks minus 10 and a half. The receivers are back. I don't think the defense will play as bad as it did last week. Obviously that was against a much better team than the Falcons. So, I'll go Brady, minus 10.5, and say that he puts on a bit of a clinic here and uh, wins by three scores or something. I was just about to say, is this the week where it kind of clicks in for the Bucks? Because they're not great, have they, at all? No. Not great at all. I mean, as like an NFC guy, I'm looking at the competition in the NFC so far through like four weeks of the season, I'm thinking, you know, the, <laughs> the Eagles got to be looking at the one seed at the moment. There's nothing that appears to be frightened of. So just kind of what was expected in the off season, really. So, but maybe it clicks into gear this week and Falcons. Are, I mean, t- sat two and two, it was a nice win over kind of a bit of a toothless Browns team last week, but now nah, you got to go. I'm going to go uh, books on the spread. I feel like, yeah, we could be one of those kind of Brady clinics where he's just passing it around. And he's 32 of 38. You know what I mean? And he's, yeah, he's going to be, after losing on prime time, and then obviously all the stuff has come out in the media this week, he's going to be a very angry man, I think, isn't he? And he always plays well against the Falcons. I think he's scored, like, I think I read yesterday, isn't it, like an average of 390 yards against the Falcons since he's joined the Bucks or something crazy like that. Um, he's killed them. He's thrown four touchdowns every game as well against the Falcons. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty confident in the Bucks for this one. I'd also bet the over, because I do think Arthur Smith's doing a pretty good job of that Falcons offense. It looks a bit random, doesn't it, the way they do it, like triple option football. But, um, yeah, it looks okay. Uh, I do wonder if we're going to see Desmond Ritter soon, because I think there's the, they're sneaky good in places, or playing well at least. And I think if they put Ritter in, someone who can actually throw the ball and doesn't have to run it every single down in the second half of games, I think they could surprise a few teams, but that won't happen this I, week. I think, I think you're going to need to know about Ritter this season do you not yeah. think with the way that the schedule's going to go and the record that the falcons could end up with i think you need to know about ridder for yeah. at least six four games agree especially with a couple of wins as well because like i said i know it's ages left they could never win a game again and they're going to probably yeah. get the first pick overall if they do that but at the moment if they do win a couple of more games you're probably going to get qb3 in the draft maybe or you're going to have to trade up so you really do want to know if Ridder's any good before you commit all that. Because you might have someone in the building that you think is good enough already. But, yeah, we'll see. Mario's done well on the ground. But, um, yeah, he was not good at passing the ball last week. Um, last game of the early slate then, Titans at Commanders. Um, Titans are favoured on the road by two and a half. Uh, as everyone knows, this podcast, and I'm part of the Full 10 Yards Network now, and we've got a betting podcast every Friday evening where we pick our best bets. This will be my best bet. Titans minus two and a half against Carson Wentz for me is just a lock. I can't believe it's not three and a half. If it's three and a half, I'd be like, oh, it's got that hook. But for me, I think Titans are a far better team. The defense is rushing the pass well. Commander's offensive line is injured and not very good. And Carson Wentz is playing like Carson Wentz. So, yeah, I think Titans minus two and a half for me is a, an easy shout. Yeah, and, and, and just flipping back to Jacksonville um, for a minute, they got to look at that Washington game that first week and think they gave that away because yeah. Washington have walked bad in the three games that coming from that, including the loss to the Giant, uh, the Lions. Sorry, so yeah, just flipping back to that there. But yeah, I I like the Titans in this game. Washington do not look good on offense, do they? This this for me now is has to be Wentz has had his last chance now as a starter. In the NFL, do you not do you not agree? Yeah, I think he's done now. To be honest, yeah, 
he, he's looked really bad as well against both, funnily enough, both the NFC East teams. It's almost like he was haunted by the division because the Cowboys absolutely smashed him around last week. And obviously the Eagles just embarrassed him as well. But it's weird because I don't know if you listen to the new podcast with Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. It's amazing, by the way. Um, Jason Kelsey loves Carson Wentz. That really does. Like, says what a great person and teammate he is. But that's not the vibe that you get, is it, when you listen to anyone else? It's not, no. Yeah, it's just... They're just two nice guys talking football there, isn't it, though? Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so we're both on Titans minus two and a half, then? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I feel like this would be a big win for them. And sneakily, they're going to, what, be like three and two, then? Three wins in a row. Derek Henry looking a little bit better. Um, I know Traylon Burks, obviously, unfortunately, got injured. Um, I think he got turf toe, didn't he? So he's going to yeah. be out for a while. But, again, Vrabel, the team is definitely worse than last year. We know that, but... <laughs> They're okay, they're okay, aren't they? He, like, he does what he needs to do as a coach, I think, for this team. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in that division now. I mean, he wouldn't want uh, Jacksonville to get any better, would he? But, True. Uh, you know, they're probably going to be sat at three and two. They'll take that. If they get a winning record this season, they'll probably win the division. Yeah, and they've also got to play the Chiefs later in the year anyway, so they'll win that. AFC South dominate the Chiefs, so there we go. <laughs> That's a dub. Um, now we're going to the evening slate. Again, there's three weeks in a row, no, two weeks in a row now. The NFL have only left three games in the evening slate, which I do think is a little bit mad. Um, but at least these games are a little bit better than, than the other ones last week. Uh, however, the first game is not. So we've got 49ers at Panthers. 49ers are favoured by six and a half in the, on the road. So we don't get the hook past the seven, which is nice. Um, we picked like seven spreads in a row, mate, the same. Uh, and I think we're going to be the same on this one. Bacon Mayfield's looked terrible. He's had more battered down passes than I've ever seen before in my life this week. Uh, and I think this 49ers defense is just going to absolutely obliterate him uh, on pass rush this week. Yeah, so, I mean, what we just said about Wentz having his final kind of chance in the NFL as a starter, maybe the same is going to be a Baker. Do you not think it's just yeah. doesn't seem to be happening? He could be a you know a, a guy to come off the bench in a later year for you and that give you a little spark at some point, but it's just not working, is it? It just it just doesn't look like you said. The, the, there's so many battered passes and just so disjointed. The whole offense is disjointed and DJ Moore is like awfully being un, unutilized so much, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. Got to trade it, trade him out of Carolina, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, my God, yeah. Or getting a better quarterback next season. But there's only so many to go around in the draft. So Yeah, the Panthers seem to not want to draft one. <laughs> they keep saying they keep, they're not drafting anyone any year. So, no, uh, sure. we'll see. Do you reckon we could see Matt, sorry, do you reckon we could see Matt Corral soon? <sighs> I'm not sure that Matt Corral's the answer, to be honest with you. But maybe as the season goes along, they kind of want to know what they've got in, in Corral. Was he third round pick or fourth? Fourth, I think. Yeah, fourth. I think he was fourth, wasn't he? So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see that fairing that well either, to be honest <laughs> with you. But, yeah, yeah we'll see. As far as this game goes, I can only see the 49ers come a great win Monday night against the Rams. So, yeah. So the run game is not perfect, is it, for the 49ers? Kind of like it was last season. They lost... Obviously, they're not that healthy, are they? Still got Jeff Wilson, but Debo looked fantastic against the Rams, didn't he? So in the past game, so nah, give me give me the 49ers in this one. Hopefully, George Kittle might wake up as well. <laughs> Hopefully, that sounds like you've got him on your fantasy teams with that. Yeah, I've got him on a couple. <laughs> um, quick question: Will the Panthers score more points from touchdowns? So seven plus that. Or 49ers sacks on Baker Mayfield. <laughs> oh, it could be a it could be a push on that one. Seven each. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it could be a rough game for uh, for Baker, which is a shame. I think he's destined to be a backup. But him and Carson Wentz, I don't know if they have the attitudes to be backups. We'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, next game then, um, America's team apparently. Uh, versus the Super Bowl champions. So Cowboys at the Rams. Rams are favoured by five and a half at home, which is a lot, but it is Cooper Rush. I know he's won what four games that he's ever started out of four, three games in a row. I still think he's doesn't I don't think he's very good. I can't believe the media's hype for him, but it is the Cowboys after all. Jerry Jones seems to keep like deliberately hyping up a quarterback battle, which I don't know why he'd do that, but 
Um, that's just what he seems to do. Uh, I, I, only, I didn't really realise this from a Cowboys perspective, mate, but did you know that um, back in the day when LA had no team, Jerry Jones used to take the Cowboys for training camp in LA every year just to like steal the LA fans. I didn't know that. I don't know if you did. No, I, I probably saw it a while back, but I can't remember that. But no, clever guy, right? It's, yeah. I mean, he, he'd take him around every state, mate, if he could. <laughs> this stadium's going to be full of Cowboys fans, though, isn't it? Yeah. It, oh, yeah, big time, yeah. And maybe one of the biggest discrepancies this season. But I did tweet out about Cooper Rush, actually, last week. And I do think he's playing himself into being signed as a starter oh. for a bad team next season. It's one of those, isn't it? You win a few games and then people convince themselves that they could make you even better and that could make them a winning football team. So I think he's he's, he's done well for himself. As far as this spread goes, I, I'm going to take the Cowboys. So we're going to have a little difference here at last. We are. What's I your, what's your like thoughts on that? I don't like the offensive line at all for the Rams and Stafford. Even when he has got time, he's not good at all, has he? I feel like no, he's not. is it Super Bowl and bust? Maybe I'm not sure, but sat at two and two, tricky, tricky division really to kind of read so far because it's it's been pretty close, hasn't it? But yeah, you're going to have to give me that. So I don't like the look of Stafford at all. No, yeah, I don't like the look of Stafford. He's leading the league again in interceptions. He did it last year. He's leading again now. And I also read that, isn't it, like in the last four seasons, he's leading the league in pick sixes as well, um, which is not great. <laughs> not a great stat, um, which begs to kind of wonder why the hell I've picked the Rams. But I have picked the Rams minus 5.5 on our sheet. Um, I do think this is going to be an ugly game, though, for sure. I think the Cowboys, um, going back to them, have got, I don't know if it's the best defensive line. It's up there. But in terms of pass rushing, it's one or two with the 49ers in the whole league, I think. Um, they're going to get a lot of sacks because that O-line is bad. The backup centre that came in last week, I think he's like third string. I don't know if he's going to start this week, but he got absolutely like demolished last week by the 49ers. And I think the Cowboys and Micah Parsons will, will probably do the same. Um, I just think this will be a come-to-earth game a little bit for the Cowboys' offence. Cooper Rush seems to throw up a nice little pick-six opportunity every week and no one's taken it yet. And I think Jalen Ramsey might be the one to... Uh, might be the one to do it. So, yeah, I'm going to go Rams minus 5.5. But I think it'll be more like uh, Cooper Cup has two big drives. They get a long run and Cooper Rush throws like a pick six or a really bad interception that leads to a score or something like that. I think it'll be a seven to nine point sort of game. Um, but we'll see. I can see the Cowboys winning it, definitely. Because um, Stafford has looked that bad. But we'll see. What are your thoughts on... Uh, Cam Akers and um, Daryl Henderson as well with the run game because I don't think the run games looked great either. But obviously that's going to be offensive line related, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the run game, <laughs> nothing really for the Rams has clicked at all, has it? I mean, there wasn't a, a great amount of touches last week. I guess they were kind of behind in the game, but I think those two only got 15 touches, kind of 40 yards between them. So yeah, the line just not looking good, is it? No, um, Alan Robinson looks bad as well. He does, yeah. <laughs> He, everyone thought like he looked washed last year, but it was because of the team, the quarterback, the situation. But he's not looked good. The weird thing is he's not even getting the targets. So it's not like Stafford's like miles off. He's not even getting the ball. I mean, he's only getting the ball on back like back shoulder fades, isn't he, in the end zone? That's basically the only time that they throw him the ball. Um, but we'll see. I think Cooper Cup will probably get a million receptions in this game, regardless, won't he? So. That'll be good for uh, two of my fantasy teams, at least. <laughs> um, last game, then. Your Philadelphia Eagles are at the Cardinals. Eagles are favoured on the road by five and a half. Um, Jalen Hurts versus Kyler Murray. I think we're going to see a lot of quarterback rushing yards in this game. Um, is there potential for a little bit of a trap game for the Eagles next, before the Just Cowboys next week? Just about to say to you, going across country, confident, yeah. still 4-0. and Yeah, I, I do feel like this is going to be an incredibly close game and the Eagles are going to actually have to score in the second half <laughs> of this I don't game. think the, the Cardinals don't score in the first half, though. So, Well, yeah, I mean, it could be dead and buried by half-time if it is because the Eagles' defence has well stood up to any test in the second half sort of thing. But, yeah, it's a close game, this. For the spread, I'm going to go Cardinals because I, I actually I feel like this is going to be a kind of a field goal game and Eagles are missing their 
um, field goal kicker Jake Elliott this week. So oh, I did see on Red Zone that he got hurt. He got hit actually because it, it kept the drive alive, didn't it? Yeah. Um, is he is he out now? Is he? He looks like he's most likely going to be out. So it'd be Cameron Dicker. <laughs> what a name that is! Yeah, fantastic. So. He's going to score a sixty-yard win and get field goal with a name like Cameron Dicker. Yeah. I guarantee that. Yeah. Well, uh, I thought we'd get a bit of a difference there. I've gone Cardinals plus five and a half as well. And uh, on another podcast later, I think I'm going to pick them to win the game. I just think. Really? Yeah. You don't see many teams get to like seven and zero, six and zero. And if they win this game, and and then obviously Cowboys next week, the Eagles will be getting to like seven, eight, nine and zero before they play the Packers. Um, I think it's actually in week twelve, so it could be eleven and zero. I think by the time they could. Oh, mate! If the Eagles are eleven and zero, then I don't know. I don't know how I'll be behaving. I, I almost feel like I don't want them to be eleven and zero because it's such a failure later in the season, doesn't it? So if they're eleven and zero, you're proposing to Nick Sirianni. Yeah, that, yeah <laughs> but yeah, I just think they could win the game. Um, no disrespect to your man Jalen, but I still think the Cardinals have got the better quarterback in this game. So people will disagree with that, especially this season for sure. Jalen's played really well, but um, yeah, we'll see. No, I think there's two weeks left, isn't there, before Hopkins comes back? But um, I think Marquise Brown is going to be. You know, the team's looked a bit weird. I think he's going to be enjoying the trade because I think he's making himself a lot of money. He's getting a lot of stats, isn't he? Playing with Kyler at the moment. Oh, he absolutely is. Yeah, I mean it's. We hated the trade, didn't we? Trading the first round pick, but yeah, for 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 Hollywood himself, it's it's looking good for him. Yes. Um, let's move to prime time then. Sunday night football. We got and Monday night football. We have got two divisional games. I think the first one is more of a who's going to win the division sort of battle. Um, Bengals at Ravens. Ravens are favoured at home by three and a half. So they have got the hook. This was three as well, actually, and um, people have better and has gone to. To three and a half. Um, pretty important game for the Ravens. I don't. You've probably heard this stat a million times, but they've only been down for 14 seconds of the whole season, and they're two and two. The Ravens. Um, so I think they're probably a three and one, four and zero oh sort of football team. I think they were better than the Bills last week. I think the Dolphins game they did really embarrass themselves in the second half. Whereas I think the Bills, um, I think they should have got it over the line. Uh, we won't talk about the fourth down decision because I, I do agree with Harbaugh, but. Um, I think they're unlucky not to be three and one. The Bengals' offense has looked weird at times. Mixon can't run the ball this year, but the defense for the Bengals looks pretty great, mate. It does, and I mean, you look at the Ravens. I know, and obviously, I like the Ravens, and you know, I love Lamar Jackson. But I mean, so far they have only beaten the Jets and the Patriots, and the two, you know, good teams. One very good, and then the other good, the Dolphins and the Bills that they come up against. They've come, come up short, but. Yeah, the Bengals looking kind of terrible start 0-2, wasn't it? But they kind of feel like they got the groove. I still don't feel like they're any better than a 10-win team, which is what they were last season. But it's a close game. I don't know what you've picked because I've not looked on our sheet. But I'm going to go Bengals. In this. I just, just feel like it's going to be a real close game. I would love Lamar to come out and have a... An MVP game. He wasn't. He wasn't great last week, was he? And it's the stat, the passing stats are even worse. But do you think yeah. he's the MVP now if the season ended? Uh, it's, it's difficult because it's sat at two and two, and I couldn't tell you to be honest who is the MVP right now. Uh, you, I'll probably lean to Mahomes, but oh. but that was a terrible loss to Indianapolis. You, <laughs> you can't go there and get beat in the first four weeks and then tell me that's the MVP. So it's, yeah, it's difficult. So, and Lamar sat at two and two and he's not, they've got to kind of get over the hill and beat a good team this week. So let's see. Yeah. I've got a friend that's a Ravens fan that we talk about it and he was just like, we never seem to go down and score a touchdown to win the game. And I was like, of course you do. The Ravens do that all the time. But then I kind of thought they're always ahead quite a lot. You know, the seasons when they're really good, they beat teams by like 20, don't they? Every yeah, single week. Yeah. And I looked and he's had eight game-winning drives. And I said that to him and he was like, yeah, but how many are field goals? And I looked and seven of them are 40-yard-plus field goals <laughs> from Justin Tucker. So yeah. he does have a bit of a complex if he doesn't win a, like, an issue with, with, with driving <clears throat> late in games to throw a touchdown. And obviously, some of that is the offense as well, isn't it? We've spoken about this podcast before that Greg Roman's not the best OC in the world, is he? But um, I am going to go Ravens minus three and a half. Um, I am worried about the Ravens defense. We didn't talk about them very much, but um, their secondary are giving up yards all over the place. And I do think we're going to see a high scoring game here for both teams. 
Um, I think Chase and Higgins, Higgins has actually probably been better than Chase this year. I think he's looked amazing. He'll probably have another big day. But I'll kind of just trust that the Ravens get it done at the end and maybe they win by maybe something like six points. Maybe the Bengals are driving towards the end of the game, don't get it done, something like that. But I think it'll be touchdown at the most, maybe. But um, yeah, I'll go the Ravens. But I think this will be a massive, massive total score. Do you want to guess what the uh, points total is for this one? Is it 48? Oh, 48.5, mate. You're very whoa, close. Whoa, whoa, nice. That is... Points are really down this year, so that is actually the second biggest spread of the week as well. On a third, sorry, behind uh, the next game we're going to talk about, and then your Eagles. Um, 48 and a half is the next biggest, but um, yeah, I think they could be 50 plus in this game for sure. Uh, that gives us our fourth difference so far of the week. Now on to Monday night, the Raiders at the Chiefs. Uh, no one at my work listens to this podcast, and someone's booked a meeting in for 9:30 a.m. now on Tuesday. So that has completely swung my what I'm going to do on Monday night. But this should be a good game. Chiefs are favoured by seven and a half. They were six and a half before they hammered the Bucks, and loads of people backed it. It's now seven and a half. Uh, I'll let you go first, mate, as you're uh, the non-biased fan for this conversation. <laughs> May I have to go to Chiefs? I'm so disappointed with the Raiders so far and Carr. He's not bad. Good. Yeah, he's been bad, mate. He's not looked good at all. Last week, I mean, Josh Jacobs last week was a was a beast. I'm not sure where that quite came from, but I know Devontae was nine of nine catches, went over 100 yards, just about. But he's, he's not clicking, is it? Um, the whole no. lot. I do think they're missing Renfro as well. I think that's an underrated miss. He's back this week as well. Yeah, he's back this week, but. For me, the the Chiefs look like they're rolling. I'm 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 happy to forgive that loss to the Colts and say that that was just a a bad Andy Reid week. Who's probably, by the way, coming to the end of his tenure and career. Would you not say? It's tough. If you ask me after the Colts game, I want him gone next week. <laughs> if you ask me after the Bucks game, I want him to stay. Uh, now I am on the Sean Payton to Kansas City uh, bandwagon right now. So. I think if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year or if the Chiefs get hammered in the wild card, the playoffs, so if it's perfect season or a terrible end, he might step away. He did sign a contract, but obviously people just do that to get paid more money, don't they? It's not always about staying for the full length of the contract. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I think he could years old. Yeah, I think he could retire this this year. You never know with with, with someone like him. He could last forever. But I think he could retire if the Chiefs won it all. But um yeah, we'll see. Uh, this is a relatively big game as well, because I do fancy the uh, the Chargers to, to come out and win earlier in the day. Obviously, one of the AFC North teams are going to win. The Bills should win, even if they don't cover. So it's a relatively big game for the Chiefs. And I think if the Raiders lose this, I know you never want to say never, but they'd be 1-4. and four. You'd think playoffs are probably looking unlikely then at 1-4 and four with how good the Jags have looked. They, they would have to really click into gear on offense, wouldn't they? Because yeah. it's not the worst schedule in the world after the Chiefs game, Texans, Saints, Jags, Colts, then, those four, yeah. then Seahawks. That's nice six games in a row if you need to get right. But you're in a hole at one and four, aren't you? They're all yeah. kind of like must wins if you need to go to the playoffs and you can't kind of have any brain fart games, can you? So, uh, yeah, it's disappointing for the Raiders. You know, I do like the, the Raiders for some reason. I just think it's the silver and black, <laughs> but... I thought you surprised. I was surprised you didn't pick them. To be honest. No, no way, mate. I, I think this could be a. This is this is another game, kind of like the Buffalo game. This could be a real, real beat down. I think. Yeah, I think Mahomes has averaged thirty nine points um, scored in Raiders games in his career. So we'll see if he does that again again uh, this week. I'd like to see. Well, I wouldn't like to see it. Cause I'm a Chiefs fan, but for the NFL, I think people want to see Chandler Jones actually come out and do something for this team. Very big acquisition. And uh, Max Crosby's been incredible this year, one of the best pass rushers in football. And uh, I think Chandler Jones has been a little bit disappointing on the other side as well, I think. Yeah, no, I would agree with that, definitely. We'll see. We'll see if Carr can actually get the ball to his best friend, Devontae Adams, as well. Because one week he gets two receptions, the next week he gets 12. So we'll see what kind of week this is. Um, but yeah, I'm picking Chiefs 7.5 as well. I think it'll be, I'd like to say it'd be a massive win, but I'll be cautious and say 10 to 13 points. Uh, I've actually got some friends from the uh, Our Heads Abroad podcast slash Twitter page that support the Chiefs. They're actually going to this game from the UK. So uh, they've been taking three or four flights because you can't get to Kansas City direct. So uh, they've all been on like three or four different flights today. One to Dublin, one to Chicago, to New York, to Kansas City. So 
Um, hopefully they will have a good time. Um, we'll see. Um, be my first night with the Manning cast for a while for the uh, for a Chiefs game. So I'll be interested to see what Peyton says about about Mahomes. Um, cool for the week. Then that leaves four differences, and I've already seen which games that uh, I'm going to regret. So I've gone Giants plus eight and a half. You've gone Packers minus eight and a half. I've gone Dolphins minus three and a half. You've gone Jets plus three and a half. I think we're going to both regret those. Uh, I've gone Rams minus five and a half. You've gone Cowboys plus five and a half. And then to finish off, I went Ravens minus three and a half. And you've gone Bengals plus three and a half. Um, happy with your decisions there, mate. Yeah, I'll take that, to be fair. Yeah, I think this week. I think if Aaron Rodgers wins by like 25 points in the morning game on Sunday, I'm just going to text you and be like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> absolute disaster we'll see but yeah anyone going to that game enjoy it it should be fun obviously Packers fans are going to be going absolutely nuts and Giants fans if you somehow win then you're going to have the, the, the day of your life um, enjoy Red Zone as well go follow us at, at go for 2 pod 2 being the number 2 go follow Patrick at Mugs NFL for your Russell Wilson t-shirts and mugs after last night um, and we'll be back to you on Monday enjoy the weekend yeah speak to you soon everyone <laughs>